0: You are now listening to an episode of Champagne Problems with Nick Henderson. This is a podcast brought to you by Nine Lives Entertainment and Anchor. Each week I'll be taking a deep dive into the latest headlines of pop culture, getting some random rants off my chest, and also give you a little life advice along the way. I'm so glad you can make it. Now pop your bottle and grab your glass. Champagne Problems starts now. hello hello welcome to another episode of champagne problems podcast with nick henderson i am your host nick um i am so happy once again to be on the mic again with you guys every week um i really have been enjoying this i have to say i have enjoyed this more than i ever have before i have to say um yes i hope everybody had a good week um my week was a bit up and down but it's okay it's okay things are really turning around if you listened last week (laughs) i was kind of telling you guys a little drama that i had with you know cell phone carrier drama and blah, blah 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 um so that all got worked out to an extent and um yeah so i'm happy about that um I'm really excited that I had um, I, there's a really big opportunity that kind of fell in my lap to be honest and I'm very very uh, excited that I think it's gonna go through I will know literally tomorrow um, so I won't talk about it right now but it's just so funny about like manifesting stuff because um, literally the other day I was on Facebook and I made a post and said something along the lines of like, oh, the devil's really busy today because he really was that day. But anyway, um, I said something like uh, that lets me know there must be something amazing around the corner, Um, because I truly believe that like when things when it seems like it's like, oh, when it rains, it pours. And, you know, so many things are happening in your life. That's typically to me. It means that you're kind of on the verge of a breakthrough. And something's getting ready to happen That's really great in your life And you just got to keep pushing And then literally that day I got a call about This opportunity that turned into another opportunity So it um, Yeah, so I'm excited I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be able to tell you guys That everything worked out Next week about it um, But I'm very, very, very excited Because it's, it's like low-key life-changing So Anyway. um, Yes. So I'm excited about the show today, of course, as I am about all the shows. Um, Yeah, let's just let's just go ahead and get into it. Let's just get into our random rants. Okay, so let's just get right on to these random rants. Um, You know what? Actually, this week, I really only have one uh, random rant, but it's one that I'm actually very passionate about, so I feel like I'm going to spend a little time on it. Um, But I want to talk to you guys about uh, something that just really annoys me, and it is um, what I call reality TV snobs. Um, As you know... Reality television has really taken over media and entertainment for probably the last, I would say, ten, fifteen years for sure. Um, you know, it we're we're just now kind of I feel like kind of swinging back to people where people are watching a lot more scripted television. Um, myself included i mean there was one point where that i did not watch a scripted show like i mean there there was a point where for years i didn't watch any scripted television <laughs> i don't watch a lot of tv anyway but i um but yeah there was a time period where i wasn't watching any scripted and um so you know we kind of swing it back and find a little bit more balance but for sure reality tv i think of course is here to stay and um, sometimes I come across people and I notice that they get very um, kind of snooty about reality television And listen, don't get me wrong, I don't watch all of them um, I have my very select few that I do watch There are some I do feel like are just ridiculous and I just I can't get into But um, I don't look down on people that watch them But I find that people try to judge your intellect and maturity on whether you watch reality television or not and i just think that's such an unfair and unnecessary kind of assessment um but that's just something i've noticed over the years just think about it sometimes i I think about it more so in dating um Sometimes like when (laughs) like if I meet someone new or something and they're like, you know, what are you watching on TV? And they may be like, I'm going to take it back a little bit. You know, they may be like, "Um," well, because it's actually it's happened to me where they're like, oh, I love scandal and how to get away with murder and kind of during that time period. And, um, you know, and they're like, yeah, and I like this show and that show and whatever, you know, you like and they're like, what are you watching? And I'm like uh you know and i'm like well really the only scripted show i'm watching maybe it's like insecure and you know a little grown or something like that but i'm like really it's about like you know real housewives and um you know i was a big kardashian fan keeping up with the kardashians and things like that and i it just automatically sensed this like judgment of like oh you know like you want them you know (laughs) and um you know i'm always just kind of interested i get into the conversation you know and um of course when it's someone black which is who i mostly i guess talk about this with um you know the conversation of race comes up of like race representation and it's always kind of like you know what that show does what those shows do to uh how they exploit um black women and, and you know it's just they should be ashamed of themselves and you know what they do and you know so on and so forth and i i agree to a certain extent don't get me wrong i do think some of them um kind of sell their souls so to speak um and active in the words of needing leaks like you know you acting a fool for two dollars and fifty cents um sorry, she told kenya more that one time but like yeah like i just that is true though there's a lot of truth to that um However, I just think that, um, again, it, it doesn't really, you shouldn't use that to measure kind of the type of person that you're dealing with, um, or that, you know, whatever. I just feel like that's just such a weird measurement. I, it just, it really is. Um, You know, like I said, I I find a good balance of how much that I watch, Um, because, you know, of course, a lot of it is centered around a lot of drama and and conflict. Um, But I think also what people don't realize is um, and I've talked about this before in an earlier episode about the importance of healthy um, escapism. You know and the thing is especially during these times like during the pandemic things have been really nutty (laughs) you know as they say these unprecedented times and and all of that like it has really been crazy and you know and i watch all the other stuff i'm up to date when it comes to politics and other current events that are outside of um you know pop culture and entertainment and things like that um but you have to be able to find some type of escapism um, in all this manner so you'll go crazy and everyone has their different things you know I, some people it's reading some people it's writing some is music it's cooking it's it's exercise it's you know it's so many different things um but one of mine happens to be um like reality television and that kind of thing um, because it really is fascinating to me and it's it's fascinating to me to a different on a different level than I think it is for others and so I'll kind of explain that um first of all my love for reality television started with um with housewives when I was kind of deep into it um you know what I take that back though if I take it further back the first reality show that I was hooked on, I'm almost embarrassed to say, but I used to love, <laughs> um, I think it's called The Newlyweds or whatever, but with um, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey. I used to love that show. MTV, we talking probably what, 2001, 2002, maybe three, four, somewhere in that, that time period. Um, I loved that show most of it was because i really could give a damn about the relationship i was fascinated by the behind the scenes of when they would do things in their careers um i loved and particularly jessica because i was never really a 98 degrees fan but anyway um i used to love watching her like go to the studio and talk about things about you know she would have meetings with the label and this and that like i, I was intrigued by that and she was just funny because she's dingy and all of that um but i loved that show i used to watch all the reruns and i could you know i loved it um after that i got into i got sucked into uh, because i went to like a really white school y'all so y'all have to y'all have to give me some credit i went to a really white middle school and high school so i went to school with a lot of a lot of white girls and and you know and they were white okay like white um and so i got hooked onto the whole uh laguna beach and the hills that whole situation <laughs> you know i was all about that um and could you imagine like this you know 15 16 year old black boy you know what i mean and i'm coming and I'm talking to my friends, you know, the white girls at school, like, can you believe what Brody did last night to Elsie? Oh, my. God. And Kristen is just such a whore. And but, you know, she hooked up with Bro- like <laughs> I was really like into it like that. And I remember it broke my heart to find out later that um, Laguna Beach and the Hills especially was like all made up like uh you know, like, there's a there's a level of reality and, and kind of fakeness with um, all reality shows. But this one, yeah, like, to hear all of them say, like, no, all that was really just really manufactured. That really hurt because I was like, oh, we, I was invested. I was invested. um but that's kind of where my love for reality tv started it went from there to then it was uh like in 07 Lee simmons had a show called life in the fab lane and it was about her running um baby fat at the time and so um I was really really into that show and what I loved about that show is that it was natural drama and conflict it was all stuff that had to do with the business she didn't have her personal life on the show hardly ever I mean her kids were you know in and out and that kind of thing but it was nothing about her relationships who she was dating her marriage marriage problems anything it was strictly about her being a fashion mogul and that is one of still to this day one of my favorite reality shows I end up watching some reruns of that um, last year sometime I found online and um, I was just it was just a good nostalgic kind of thing because I I really was fascinated with that show and then Housewives came along and really really changed the game Um, what I find is I have a fascination with um, with ensemble cast of women and women who are um, ambitious. So, you know, entrepreneurs and things like that. And so, originally, that was what the Real Housewives franchise was about. Of course, I, they have gotten so far away from that. Um, but I started with Orange County. And um, it's so funny because now I, I tried to rewatch the first season not too long ago. I, I couldn't get past the first episode. It was just so boring. But um, <laughs> that was kind of the standard, you know. And um, I enjoyed it because, you know, a woman on there, Vicky, she owned her own insurance company. There was another one there, Gina. She was a real estate agent and uh, or a broker, rather. And, um, you know, it was just so many different things. It was just women who, you know, they had some of them were in bad marriages some of them were single you know the whole thing and I, I was just very fascinated by that and just the lifestyle and that's where all that es- um escapism comes about it's just about i love watching people who are wealthy or at least appear to be <laughs> and um I, I like watching the that whole lifestyle you know the restaurants they go to the uh the vacations they go on the the, the building brands from scratch you know of course I, hands down my favorite is Bethany Frankel from New York Housewife. she is the creator of Skinny Girl Cocktails I mean that's a huge brand she sold the brand for like a hundred million dollars just the liquor portion and then she still owns the um, the other side of things. she does everything I mean if you go to like Target and stuff like that it's usually where you see everything but you know everything from salad dressings to popcorn to lunch meat to i mean she everything um coffee snack bars blah blah blah. i mean the list goes on and on but um you know we as viewers we watched her build that literally from the ground up so that was really fascinating and so that was what i loved and still love about reality shows it's not of course i get a, a good kick out of a great argument and that sort of thing and it's like oh you know oh she ran her and this and this and that or whatever but that was actually my initial thing that hooked me to reality tv is um because it's aspirational and i think that's what yeah that's what hooked me um it it's like I said, it's gotten so far away from that now. But um and then my limit is I don't really I don't like physical fighting on reality shows. I know people really get into that. I, I don't like it. That's why I don't like things like love and hip hop. I used to watch early seasons, like back when like K Michelle was coming up and all of that. But I haven't really watched since then like that. Um but I don't I just I can't with the fight. That's one thing I try to I hold on to with the Housewives franchise is they you know, sometimes there are a couple of little altercations, but they try to stay out of that super violent behavior because I'm, I'm really not a fan of that. But, um, yeah, you have so many people that just look down on it. And another thing people don't understand is great from a from a um, like for sociology and psychology from that kind of standpoint. A lot of people don't realize that either. Um, you really can. um learn a lot about people in social settings from shows like that i I, me and my friends we do it all the time like well you know you'll meet somebody and go oh she she's such a nene or she's such a this person or that or you know blah 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 and it's really about the personality um and their their characteristics their you know personality traits and it's very fascinating because you watch them in conflicts and things like that and you kind of are able to peg other personalities that are similar to that in your real life it's, it's actually very fascinating to me at least and I think that may be because I, I went to school for psychology and then I've said that before I didn't finish and things like that but like I'm very interested in human behavior and so that's why I'm so I think obsessed with like the real housewives franchise um it's just fascinating to watch people and and the closest to you know their natural environment i guess but you know of course i know there's a bit of you know manipulation and things like that but um but yeah i i I think that it's very fascinating to watch that kind of thing and so i look at it from that standpoint and it's just great entertainment you know it really is but it's just so interesting to me like i said there's so many people who who turn their nose up at other people who watch that like, oh, you watch that trash and, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm just like people from all walks of life. What? That's why reality television is so big. People from all walks of life. People from, you know, executive positions in corporate America all the way down to, you know, whatever, a, a fast food worker, a, a housekeeper, whatever, and everything in between um people are very fascinated by it and i think some people are more fascinated than they like to admit but yeah it's just really annoying to me and just kind of pretentious when you kind of look down on people who watch reality television when it's literally the biggest genre in television and it has been for over oh, a decade like grow up <laughs> like really grow up um yeah like I advise you to honestly get into more reality TV. and like I said just good good old-fashioned escapism because it's not drinking it's not smoking it's not the whole and it's not you know whatever it's 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 you know and of course you know there isn't such thing as watching too much television and all of that but um yeah I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it I, I don't like the the conversation of trying to judge someone's intellect and maturity level by it, I just think that's so whack. Um, but, yeah, I, that's all I have to say about that. Um, and, yeah, like I said, honestly, that's really all I have for the random rants. That one was one that I just I really wanted to talk about. Um, but we can get into these hot topics. And, uh, yeah, these are these are some interesting ones today. I know I say that all the time, but, yeah, so let's 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 get into it. Okay, so let's get right on into these hot topics. Um, The first one I have, oh, Jesus. It's, you know, it's one of those stories that we've all heard before, um, but I kind of wanted to get into it. So there is a uh, beauty influencer by the name of Megan Milan, who lives in L.A., And um, apparently she went into a beauty supply store um, in downtown L.A. And while she was in there, you know, shopping around or whatever, um, the owner of the beauty supply store came and started checking her pockets. Um, First of all, without even asking, like kind of like just walked up on her, started looking in her bag, her purse or whatever in her pockets um and she was asian shocker um and um uh, megan pulled her phone out and recorded her and so as she was recording her she was explaining what was going on and um the woman really didn't give a damn she actually said out her mouth i don't really care um and, of course, we've heard, as black people, we we hear this all the time. A lot of us have experienced something similar, uh, particularly at the beauty supply stores. Um, and I just, I wanted to talk about it, I guess, because I guess I'm so tired of the same old, same old, um, y- you know, It is just like this has been going on since the beginning of time where it's just like these. And I'm sorry. It has taken everything in me not to say use this very uh, politically incorrect term to describe beauty supply stores run by Asians. When you're a black person, you already know what I'm talking about. Like for years, like you were raised to call them certain a certain that I'm just I'm not even going to go there. But um, (laughs) because it's so racist. But. Yeah, it's just it's funny to me. Anyway, um, but I, what I don't understand is the it's the same conversation that I think we've been having forever. Is that I don't understand with Asians who who buy these um, spaces, these beauty supply stores, open them up in urban neighborhoods. You sell black hair care products, not anything else. That's all you sell is black hair care products yet you are racist towards your target demographic i have never understood that logic I, I i just and it's amazing to me that they're still in business um you know all over the country i i mean it really is i'm just like how in the hell is that possible when you know you go into these stores and They don't want you there. Yet they sell things, only sell things that are for you. It is the weirdest, weirdest dynamic to me um, because I just I don't understand. And of course, they're not all that way. Um, I happen to live in, you know, one of those neighborhoods and um, there's a beauty supply store door across the street from me in a like a strip mall and they're actually really nice it's mostly a guy in there and he's 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 very kind um you walk in and he's uh, you know like hello how are you doing <laughs> like he's always you know happy but years ago before I even lived in this neighborhood I went in there and uh, there was someone in there and literally when I I was probably maybe about 20 21 maybe and as soon as I walked in a guy was there and said uh do you have money and I'm like "Uh, yeah (laughs) like but I'm thinking why why the hell would I be in here if I didn't but I that's a strange question but you know they're just so used to so much theft and that sort of thing you know I see both sides of it now um in certain situations but um It just that story, it just irritated me because I just thought, oh, my God, like, is that still happening? Like, I guess I just was like, I didn't even realize that was still a thing. Like, really? Um, I I just I don't know that that kind of still baffles me that that's still a thing it really does um and especially in LA I don't know you know I guess for LA I just feel like everything is so like fancy free and liberal and this and that you know and so I'm just kind of like oh wow there's still that those kind of hang-ups and um so Megan and by the way is she's I I had never heard of her because I you know I'm not a woman So I I wouldn't be looking for her type of content, but she's very popular from what I can see. Um, And she's a beautiful woman, by the way. She's a a chocolate girl. Um, She wears her hair natural and she's just she's a really, really pretty girl. Um, And she posted in her stories kind of an explanation of why she didn't go, uh, go the aggressive route, because, of course, when she posted the video on her Instagram, everyone was, um, you know, kind of like, oh, couldn't have been me, you know, I would have cleared all that shit out of there, and I would have, you know, that whole thing, and, you know, she was basically saying, you know, like, I'm from Detroit, like, that, that's what comes natural to me, but um, she was basically saying, like, you know, she's got shit to lose, she can't just Immediately take that route because she's not. Go- I think she uses the phrase like I, "I'm if I were to put my hands on that lady and knock shit all over the counter, like I'm not going to leave the situation unscathed. And I'm like, yeah, that that's that's the unfortunate truth. You know, she'd be dragged out of there by LAPD and, you know, and it would be this whole thing. She'd be known as someone that was in there being disruptive and aggressive and this and that. And, you know, and she'd be plastered all over social media and everything the headline would be that she beat a woman up and all of that and you know it wouldn't matter anymore about what actually happened and so you have to think about that like I can't imagine what that feels like to have you know I haven't reached that kind of a level of anything yet of what I'm what I'm doing but I couldn't imagine like you know let's say this podcast had you know tens of thousands of of listeners and things like that and you know, I'm well known and somebody disrespects me in that way because you have to literally like your brand and your reputation just flashes before your eyes. Like you have to think about your next move, um, you know, when you're in in the public. eye like that. And so that has to be frustrating because if she's from the D, you know, it's cold in the D. <laughs> you know, we know what she's capable of. Um, and I think the thing that I just am so always so irritated by is that black people we always have to play the game um that is so frustrating and i i you know we do it so much that i think we're so numb to it we don't even realize we do it most of the time we just always have to play the game like whether and here she is working for herself you know she's not tied to any type of um companies i'm sure she has like some sponsors like some you know uh deals and things like that because she seems to be a pretty big influencer but um you know she's not really answering to anyone so to speak and and i'm just kind of like but she still has to play the game and it's just it's very very frustrating and that we all do that in all aspects of our lives like um you know there's so many times like i'm naturally a nice person like when it comes to and calm in confrontation so you know but I have friends that like it could go a whole nother way the same situation like had that happened to me I literally would have even if I wasn't recording I would have responded in the way that this young lady did I wouldn't have like I wouldn't have tripped like it wouldn't have been something where people wouldn't have pulled their phones out because I was in there like you know Turning up. I'm not really a turn up kind of dude, you know, so I would have had a different kind of reaction. You know, I would have had a more calm reaction myself naturally. But, you know, no one likes to be disrespected. And, you know, she really did invade her personal space. So I'm like, you had she slapped her, she really. <laughs> had what she, you know she got what she had coming to it like i mean i mean that was that's just one of those things like are you serious but again you know she had to play the game because she knows how that was gonna go you know um and i just yeah i get really tired of that i get tired of that we always have to play the game and 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 be submissive and and always we're, we're never really allowed to have a human experience when when it comes to conflict and emotion and things like that we always are being policed um about our feelings and being told how we should feel and how should we, we how should uh how we should react to everything and and all of that and i just feel i don't I think people realize that that are not of color particularly black people who are not black people um of that kind of struggle that we deal with every single day Every single day if we leave the house We, we deal with it um, Because even in the video The woman when she was like you know I'm the only Black person in here and she kind of Did a quick scroll and, and she was And uh, the woman was Like well I, I'm Asian I'm, and She kept saying I'm Asian and I think What she was trying to kind of Convey is kind of like why would I Be racist we're both people of color And that's a whole nother conversation because Asians don't get treated that way asians to me are treated like white people they're held to a, a standard like white people they don't get thrown in the conversation of people of color they really don't um and i feel the same way about um the indian culture as well like you know technically they are people of color but they get treated like white people think about it if you work in corporate america or whatever like think about and i hate the stereotype but like you know the the indian guys that work in it and and all of that like you know they get treated very differently than you know black employees um and just like asians asians because they're very smart people typically um they um they're respected and, and looked at a certain way and particularly Chinese people, because I have to say I Chinese people are a bit rough to get along with as a black person, but Japanese and Korean and things like that. It's a different thing. It really is. It's a completely different ball game. I don't know that's very fascinating to me and I know some of you assholes are like well they all the same (laughs) but uh they're really not they're really not like think about the difference of going to a Chinese restaurant and a Japanese restaurant like if you because if you don't realize that uh you know like hibachi is Japanese (laughs) um and and you know Chinese is something different but um Think about when you go to like a hibachi place or another type of Japanese restaurant and it's actually, you know, run and operated by Japanese people. They are very kind. They're very kind and sweet and and just uh, they're actually very submissive people. Um, but, you know, Chinese have a bit more of aggression to them when it comes to our people, um, you know, and it is what it is. But um yeah, I just I just thought that was interesting. I, I even hated that you know the influencer um, had to even explain why she didn't you know become aggressive. And I I hope that she takes legal action. I really do. I'm actually gonna follow up with that. I, um, she got a follow out of me, you know. And I'm not even looking because I think she you know she's a beauty influencer, so I'm sure she reviews a lot of products and makeup because her face was beat. You hear me? Uh, <laughs> and so I think that she probably does a lot of like hair and and makeup kind of things but um yeah I I I just um yeah I'm gonna kind of follow that and see what happens but hopefully she gets her a nice healthy settlement out of it um because that shit is ridiculous it it really is and I just get so tired of that um yeah but anyway um moving on um, what do I want to talk about next? I have two more. We're going to talk about Adele. Um, Adele just um she was she had a Las Vegas residency lined up and she just announced um that she actually is going to have to uh reschedule the dates. And a lot of people are upset and they're upset um because i think it's it's very last minute if i'm not mistaken it's it's like maybe the day before or a couple of days before um the start date was you know what the start date was supposed to be so there's people who've already have traveled and You know hotels and that sort of thing. Like I think there's some people that are literally probably in Vegas already (laughs) um, for the for the show. Because she said something like she her and her team have been spending the last 38 hours or something trying to figure it out. But she went into explanation about the issues that's been going on. It's basically there's just the show is not ready. There's been a lot of delays with um, deliveries for things. You know from a kind of a production standpoint. Um, and then also she was saying the crew, you know, um, so many people are in and out because of their uh, because they're getting COVID. So, you know, it's just like any other regular job. I mean, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, you know, Bob and Harry have COVID this week. And so now they're gone for however many days. And then once they got back now, such and such had. So it's this kind of a rotation of people being in and out. And I'm sure there's a lot of constant testing. And it's just, I'm sure it's been really a nightmare. And so she was just, she got actually quite emotional and was crying about it. In the, in the be- <laughs> and I can't lie first. I'm like, the hell are you crying about, you know? And, um, and then it occurred to me as she kind of started going into it more that, you know it's just a big deal not only of course because she's an artist and you know artists are very sensitive about wanting to put out their best you know bodies of work and and things like that but also at the same time just disappointing people because you know that's when she really i felt like felt bad because she was like you know i'm so sorry for the people that have already traveled and and that sort of thing i think that's what really is breaking her um and, you know, people just spending their hard-earned money and, and expecting something, and it's not going to happen. But she said all the shows will be rescheduled, and, um, you know, they'll keep everyone posted. And so I, the reason I kind of wanted to talk about it was because I just think that we have to really get real about what's happening right now in, in our, I was about to say our country, but actually our, in the world, <laughs> Um you know, the pandemic is real, and I always think about that, um, uh, that kind of viral clip that always goes around, that woman that's like, uh, I want to say it's like a TikTok video, but what is it? It's like, uh, the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it, like, that's basically what happens, like, a lot of us kind of have that, um, that feeling you know just because we're over all the situations it's just kind of like we treat it sometimes like it's it's over and it isn't you know like currently right now at least where i am in indiana it it's it's like march of 2020 it's actually quite bizarre like it's it's you know here we are in 2022 but it it, it, the numbers are the same if not worse than it was in 2020 which was in the beginning of the pandemic and of course we haven't shut down and this is whole of course uh because of everyone's vac. well not everyone but you know because people are vaccinated and that sort of thing and so i believe i feel like what the kind of overall consensus is just like well you're vaccinated, and pretty much everyone's gonna get it. But you know, if you're vaccinated, you're you're fine. You know, you won't be dead, and, and that sort of thing, or have any big complications. And you know, it's like just because there's not gonna there's a less likelihood to have like you know major complications, doesn't mean that people want to still put themselves at risk you know what I mean and I, I believe that I have had it I actually think I've had it recently um and I just I don't I, I just refuse to go and have that damn thing stuck up my nose halfway to my brain through my nose I there's something about that that just doesn't sit well with me I'm just like I don't know if I and I'm not a baby when it comes to pe- but I something about that I feel like I just I'm not going to be able to handle that um but anyway so you know and i work from home and so i just kind of like well you know when i was feeling some symptoms which to me felt like cold symptoms i've been really hearing a lot of people was like yeah i thought i had a cold too but i got tested and it was covid and and my good friends in atlanta all had cold symptoms and they they experienced the same thing they all got covid and and you know they felt fine you know what i mean so and i think it just comes with the benefits of being vaccinated but you know um so it's just the whole situation. And I, um I, you know, I, I'm really am hopeful and I, I am confident that, you know, we are going to be able to look at this, you know, one day and be able to be like, oh, God, remember when, you know, remember when that shit was crazy. Um And I don't think it's going to be too far a- ahead, you know, but. um we do also need to take things serious you know and i believe that like so i i I understand why adele and her team decided to do that on one end though i'm like why did you plan it to begin with now i know that something like a las vegas residency that was probably offered to her a year or more ago for all we know that could have been offered to her before the pandemic um But something tells me that it wasn't something tells me that that was something offered to her in 2020 if not even 2021 and everyone's just kind of going on the kind of the assumption of like uh, it'll be over by then you know it'll be it'll pass by then we'll be in good good shape and so the you know the variant just has thrown things off in such a way so that's what it is and you know, I think people just need to kind of take it easy when it comes to their planning. Yes, I know it's frustrating for a lot of our, especially uh, musicians because touring is where you make your money because God knows you're not making it anywhere, anywhere else. You know, we all paying our little nine ninety nine dollars 99 for uh, Apple Music and, you know, things like that, Spotify and all of that. But they are making not even pennies. OK, they're making fractions of pennies per stream and things like that seriously like per thousand streams like you don't even get a full penny i believe like per thousand streams like it's insane so they're not making any money you know so their money is made by touring and and appearances and things like that but so that's hard that's why people are um getting into trouble and you know I just read a story today I was gonna talk about it but I don't think I will I don't even feel like but you know it's like 19 people in Atlanta that's a group of like actors and entertainers and people in the entertainment industry that got busted for a PPP uh, scam or whatever and I'm like you know I'm not surprised when I was kind of looking at some of their resumes I'm like well yeah they're not really working so yeah uh but anyway I just yeah, we need to just take it easy. And granted, yes, I'm ready to see people on the stage again and all that. But we're just going to have people are going to have to come up with different ways to do things for the time being. I'm really here for these like virtual concerts. You know, I really think how like how Versus has been doing. I think that's cool. I think that that's what they need to do. I've been really wanting one from Beyonce, to be honest, like and I know she could pull it off where she goes into a studio. um, and puts on like a full on show with no audience, uh, you know, Beyonce could kill that. Like, I just feel like that's what artists need to do. Like, that's what they need to do. And, you know, maybe charge uh, for you to be able to see to see that your show, like a Patreon or something like that or something. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that artists need to get a little creative and figure it out um, because it yeah, it is unfortunate. And um I hope that that uh, Adele kind of really takes care of the, her fans and things that have, you know, traveled because a residency is different. Like, I don't know her dates. I didn't, like, look up the dates, but a residency is, like, like, damn near every day. So it's just kind of like it wasn't like, oh, the first show was tomorrow and the next show is a few days from now or a couple of weeks. Like, literally, sometimes you're having, you know, show four or five days a week so it's one of those things like there's thousands of people that are in town already even if let's say the show was on a monday you know they're probably in town today or tomorrow you know what i mean a book so we're talking about flights and all of that and you know how that is a nightmare with flight credits and trying to you know use that and then it's like what if the rescheduled date is outside of you know because some airlines you have to use the credit in six months and all of that you know which they need to be shaming themselves to the way they do people but anyway that's a whole nother thing um, but yeah so I, I hope Adele kind of takes care of people the, the best way she knows how or does something like really special for the fans especially those ones that pay those like vip packages and things like that because that shit is expensive um so but yeah i just think that we we really need to get a grip though and like not be in denial about what's going on like there was a time where i did we were kind of coming out of it and right when we got to the tail end that variant came in and so that kind of like fucked things up but i um you know, I, I have faith that we're really going to get through this. I really do feel that this will be the last year of a pandemic. Um, you know, I, I think that we will get a grip on things in 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 the year 2022. At least I'm praying and hoping for that, uh, you know, but, you know, but even like when it comes to like, you know, I, I you know, I tell you all the whole club promoter thing on the side like. You know, outside of having a tragedy that happened for my last event on Christmas, like before that happened, I was telling my partner, my business partner, that, like, I'm like, mm, I'm like, we may need to cool it for a little bit uh, after this event on Christmas night because I was like, I feel like low key, this is going to be a spreader event and I don't really want to be responsible for that. And he was kind of like, yeah, I thought about that too. So we were kind of already planning to kind of take a step back. And so. You know, we're not doing anything this month. And I, I don't know. I don't know when we're going to get back to that. That's a whole nother thing, too. But um, uh, yeah, so I but I, you know, COVID wise, we need to probably wait anyway. So it, it's just it, it's tough. It really is tough. And I know it has a lot of it's taking a toll on a lot of people in their mental health. I was reading something yesterday that or listening to something. I'm trying to remember what was I reading or listening to. But someone was saying that they had read an article about that. Statistically speaking, like the pandemic is going to start showing up in certain individuals, mental health in like two to three years. Like that's when, like, you know, some of us will start to feel the effects of what it had on like kind of a trauma, you know, response kind of thing. And I, that's that's kind of fascinating to me. But again, you know, I'm into the kind of psychology and all of that. But um, yeah, we're just gonna have to get more creative and really buckle down and get through it. You know, I'm all here for another shutdown. I really am. Um, I really am uh, like a real one. You know, uh, like when we did in the very beginning. And I think that if we could just get a good solid one. In a good 30 day, you know, and I think it would just make a really big difference everywhere. Um, but, you know, that comes with so many other things when it comes to government and politics and that's really what it is in my opinion just like i'm sure many of you agree with that it's all a money thing people don't want to come off of any more stimulus payments people don't want to do any more unemployment uh you know extensions or um, extra funds people don't want to go into a moratorium again with rent and all that because the landlords i listen we go into another moratorium i think some landlords are going to be hanging themselves like I'm laughing but for real like some of them are just they have had it they have because now you can't even get a damn apartment I resigned my lease here I was planning on moving I only did a year here and I, I really like the apartment but I was just kind of like oh, I think I'm gonna go somewhere else and I resigned because I, when I'm looking around like you have to moving to a new apartment now is like thousands of dollars like it's not just like a quick move anymore now everybody wants first month's rent last month's rent and security deposit and then security deposit is the same amount as the rent you're paying like three months of rent plus of course you're moving fees and like i mean moving to a new apartment just in the same city now it's like a five thousand dollar or more ordeal like it's it is really a trip like and landlords are like no i want my money like i am not playing i want my money so it it is a trip so i was like yep I, my rent only increased like twenty dollars i was like cool i'll i'll take it <laughs> um but yeah so that that's what's going on with that but you know, and I hope Adele kind of get because she seemed to be pretty uh, shaken up, and and she was kind of almost seemed like she was on the verge of a breakdown. And I think because she hasn't had any sleep, and sleep deprivation is a real thing. Like I kind of, yeah. So I kind of feel for her in that way. I really do. I'm like, okay, girl, like take some time and try to chill out. Don't beat up on yourself, and and that sort of things. I feel like that's kind of what she's doing. Um, but um, Yeah, so that's that's that uh, Let's see I think I have one more Hot topic Yeah, hot topic Ironically, of course uh, I want to talk about Wendy Williams How you doing? Uh, I love me some Wendy Williams um, This story actually really irritates me um, And it's because Because I love Wendy Williams That's why, but Basically, you know, there has been as you if you are a follower, even if you're not really a follower, you're just kind of in kind of dip your toe in pop culture. You probably know that Wendy Williams has not been hosting her show in in months and uh, they kind of do this kind of uh, rotation of guest hosts and that sort of thing. And it's been said it's because it's, you know, some health issues that she has and so on and so forth well recently there has been these reports that have been um being leaked so to speak of a declining health and alcoholism and possibly dementia and you know just kind of these kind of like wild stories and there people are talking about stories that happened like last year and and prior and i guess someone some inside source went to the sun which i'm like first of all that's one of those like low rate tabloids i mean they're all low rate the tabloids but i'm like the sun we're not even talking about like you know like something like the inquirer or or what's the other i don't know um i don't really do the tabloid thing but the sun i'm like that's like generic brand if that makes any sense (laughs) when it comes to tabloids but anyway so i'm like i know they're glad they're running this story but um yeah supposedly like the staff is leaking information and and just saying that you know she's really her health is really declining and she she won't ever return to her show and and this and this and that and and so um the reactions from the public have been interesting because um, the re- the reactions have been interesting because of because of course what what Wendy Williams does you know her her whole line of work you know has been about uh, her you know her sort of her her niche has been celebrity gossip and of course you know she is straight from the hip and she has said some you know some awful things over the years about different people and and so a lot of the public is kind of like you know oh this is just all her karma she's just getting it back you can't put that much negativity out there um into um the atmosphere like that and not expect to get that back and you know so on and so forth And here's my thing about that. I've always said, you know, and I think I'm a little biased. I'll, I'll admit to that, but just because of what I do. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, Wendy's just being doing her job like that's been her job for 30 years is to give her opinion on hot topics, you know, uh, we call hot topics hot topics because of Wendy. You know what I mean, like, and I don't think she gets the respect that she gets in in the credit of this industry. You know, she has literally carved out a lane that so many of us follow, whether it's podcast, radio host, TV show. You know, all of that. Um, and I just think that. And then she seems to get all of the, oh, it's karma, it's karma. But I'm like, she's not the only one that's doing that. You know, everyone has hot topics now on television and radio and all that and say their opinions and all that. But she gets dragged through the mud about it the most. And also, I'm just like, you know, you have to understand, Wendy has went through a lot. You know, she was married to somebody for, you know, what, a couple of decades And, you know, had to deal with an affair and a baby and, you know, and being an empty nester all at the same time. You know, that's she lost her mother. Like a lot of that. I mean, she just had a perfect storm of like just a recipe for disaster. So I just think that she's had a really tough couple of years. And I think that has had an effect on her body and in her health. And I just think that people really need to show some grace. I mean, my goodness. Um, and just have some compassion You know what I mean At the end of the day The woman is a human being And she has provided um, So much for so many In this in this media broadcasting game Like really um, And I have to say Outside of Oprah Winfrey Wendy Williams is by far My biggest inspiration When it comes to media Like you know Media and broadcasting And all that I love me some Oprah I actually even love me some Gail King, I really do. Um, and I love, I love Wendy Williams, I really do. Um, and I just think she is one of the best that has ever done it, um, that will ever do it. And what she just represents in, in women speaking their minds and, you know, not being wallflowers and being submissive to, to men and all of that BS that goes on. I just think that she really deserves her flowers and what I don't like what's happening right now is just this whole I feel like people have just killed Wendy already <laughs> like it's almost like she's been dead for months like everyone's already just kind of like replacing her and you know all of that And I, I I just don't like that we do that as a people that we just toss people out and just send them out to you know out to the pastures and I just I I don't know what I really hope is that she can pull herself first of all obviously I know she happens she has to be going through of course some serious health things because Wendy is a is a workhorse you know she I I have heard her say in many interviews like I didn't take a day off you know at all when I was in radio and all of that like for no reason you know because someone's always trying to come and snatch your job you take one day off a sick day or whatever you out to do somebody's gunning for your job and that's what's happening right now at the show um and I haven't actually watched the show since she's been gone uh, and I don't have anything against any of the guests because I like a lot of them Sherry Shepard and a lot of people that's been coming in and out um but I don't know. I just haven't been really interested. And um, I I just because I I watch Wendy for Wendy. <laughs> One thing I think she should do, because I don't what I don't want to see is I don't want to see Wendy. In her legacy in this way, I would love for her to be able to, to bow out gracefully. What I think Wendy should do um, if she. Did not return to the show is to go back to radio, even if it was just a a year contract. Um yeah, but just go back to the radio and give us give us that Wendy. Um as your sunset of your career. Seriously. It would be huge. The numbers would be an insane. Or even a podcast. I think honestly, even that route, because you know, she's wendy williams so she would get great sponsorships you know that kind of thing and she still can be a lucrative thing um very lucrative for her i'm sure any podcasting network or anybody you know because i could see her being a part of uh kind of like the iheart radio family or the uh what is it that like Charlemagne and all of them are under like a lot of those a lot of podcasts are under those but they would give her the big bucks i believe to you know come in um to do that she could be raw and unfiltered you can curse you can do you know all of that kind of stuff and i think that that would suit her really well she could do it from home you know she's used to being on a mic by herself she always says that like you know i miss that being in that in a dusty room by myself with a mic you know and and doing my thing for four hours you know that's wendy knows how to do that better than anybody um and like i said that's what i was inspired by with this podcast because i remember saying it's so bizarre to sit here by yourself and talk um it is very bizarre (laughs) you know where you're not looking at yourself in video you're not interacting with anyone there's no audience there's nothing like i'm just talking out loud to myself what it feels like you know what i mean you have to be able to kind of Train your brain to pretend that that like I can hear you back or that there's an interaction going on that takes a special skill. And I'm not trying to toot my horror by by saying this, but, you know, I do feel like I have that gift of being able to really hold attention uh, with just, you know, be being by myself on the mic. But that's not an easy skill. Um And but I I think Wendy would be phenomenal to go back to that at the least but i don't want to see her whole legacy it'd be that we're you know from 20 30 years from now we're like oh you know and she dead and gone and all that and we're like oh yeah you know she had this big career and all you remember is like yeah she went out with you know she got back on drugs or she you know she was just losing her damn mind and all of that and the show was canceled and I don't want it to be that way I just I hate to see legacies go down in flames like that I feel that way you know about Bill Cosby and R. Kelly and all that you know as, as much as I think that they're monsters um I think that it's, it's still sad to be like damn you'll you'll always be remembered now for that that's how your career ended that sucks like that sucks it really does um and so I just don't want uh Wendy to go out like that I really don't um and like I said, I just think we need to just show more compassion and, you know, put some respect on her name because, you know, people like to talk that shit. But Wendy Williams is responsible for some of your favorite careers, um, even people that are not in radio or broadcasting. Some of your favorite celebrities and, and things like that. You know, Wendy has that good She kind of has the Wendy effect. People don't talk about that a lot. You know, just how people talk about the Oprah effect. You know, Oprah can say the title of your damn book flippantly on Instagram. Like, oh, I just read this book called da-da-da by such and such. And she could literally start talking about something else. And your book is going to be number one on the bestsellers list the following week. Like, that's just what happened. And people don't really give Wendy Williams the credit of that's how it was in the streets when she was in her radio days. You know what I mean? If you didn't go through Wendy to stop through for you know your press junking or whatever, you know you were nobody. Like if Wendy wasn't talking about you, you you were no damn body. And uh, in the hip hop, you know R and B community and all of that, so you know like I said, people need to really respect respect her. And if she was a man, no one would be talking about. Oh, that's her karma. His karma because he talks about people so poorly and all of that. Bec- and black because Howard Stern is an ass. And talks about people just as bad, if not worse, and he's respected for it, you know. So, I'm just saying. I'm actually gonna end on that note, Uh, but uh, (laughs) we're gonna get into this life class uh, session. So, uh, yeah, here we go. All right, so let's get into this life class. So um, today, I wanted to talk a little bit about. the importance of using your voice um and what I mean by that is not like your literal voice not like you know like (laughs) singing or whatever like that but um using your voice as far as standing up for yourself um and and some other things that which I can elaborate on um You know, one thing I like to say that I I don't even know where I got it from, but maybe Oprah or somebody, honestly, but that everyone has a platform. Everyone. And I don't know if people realize the importance of that. I think people feel like if you're not. Um, well-known and a you know a public figure celebrity blah blah blah, influencer all of that, that you don't have a platform but the truth is every single person walking this planet has a platform and how you use it is very um of course it's up to you how you use it and what you do with it but um you influence somebody in your life think that's why people need to take social media a little more serious sometimes there are many more people watching you than you know um they're just not engaging and you just don't know who you touch who you bless who you curse who you all of that and um that's so that's one part of it that i feel like but the other part about using your voice is being able to um speak up for yourself and really speak your mind i think a lot of people really battle with this i certainly have in my life um and i I just think that you i think i talked a little bit about this last week but um you know i grew up completely voiceless so you know once i became someone that had an opinion about things and and was able to stand on you know what it was that I had to say, and and what I was gonna do and not gonna do, and so on and so forth. It changed a lot of dynamics, uh, relationship dynamics. Some didn't even make it, you know, and and so I think it's important that you know for us to stop saying yes when we really mean no, you know, because you're not doing anything but being disrespectful to yourself. Um, and so I think that's important, you know. So standing up for yourself. Um, Using your platform wisely. And and I think that's what really would make the world go round, you know, um, in a better place. We really have to watch the things that we we do and that we say. Um, and I just think people don't understand about how words are so impactful um, I'm someone that's very affected by words You can do certain things and I let things slide of what you've done um, But it's what you say that is hard for me to let go of um, You know, and so I, I'm that kind of a person And so, and and just—that's why that whole stupid thing that you learn as a child that sticks and stones break my bones or words never hurt me—I'm like, that's the biggest clock of bullshit I've ever heard. I'm like, it's the it's it's really words that's what they do they can hurt you (laughs) and people are very good at you know using them to hurt you you know myself included you know that's the thing about me a lot of people don't realize that about me is as nice as I am and 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 kind and gentle and all of that for the most I know some people are like what but you know don't play y'all know I am Um, I know how to really Tear your whole existence down with my mouth. I, I'm, you know, that's one of the things. Like when it comes to altercations with me, I try not to get into them because you're gonna want to fight. <laughs> because I I know how to just. I'm smart and I'm funny, so my I, I'm my timing and all that is is great. Like so. I'm gonna make you upset like so I mean it's just like let's not even go there let's just not even go there um <laughs> uh, you know because I try not to most of my verbal altercations or conflicts or whatever um end in the other person being dragged out of whatever or whatever because they're trying to become physical uh, you know and it's just like when you started it you know what i mean so it's just kind of like that's kind of where it goes but anyway um so that's something that i challenge everyone to do this week is to really use your voice um and use it for good you know especially things like that you're passionate about i think people even when it comes to like causes and philanthropy and things like that you feel like you have to have all this influence and money and all that but you'd be surprised when people get behind um you when you speak your mind about certain things whether it's you know when you animal rights or whatever it is uh you know when you speak about those things and 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 um really use your your platform and your voice, you'd be surprised the people that get behind you, as I said, because um, it's just important. I think it's just important to really stand up. One thing that really came to my mind was particularly women in the workplace um, is that, you know, you really need to stand up when it comes to getting your money. Um, it's so many times that I have worked at companies where, you, you know, of course, they always say, you know, you shouldn't talk about your pay and all that. And it ends up coming up in conversation especially when you're not at like higher level you know management and things like that it comes up you know especially like I come from a lot of call center backgrounds so you know there's 50 people or more in a in a space and you know we all wonder like mm, what you make what you make what you you know and it's not a big deal but then you find out that you know most of the women don't get paid as much and they have just as much experience or more and, and then no one says anything, you know, they don't speak up or or, you know, disgruntled employees were who, who hate their jobs. They hate their jobs typically because they're underpaid and they work there for, you know, several years or without a raise. And it's like, well, why didn't haven't you brought that up? You're waiting to be chosen or someone, that, you know, and it sometimes it just doesn't work that way. So people really need to. Learn to speak up You know that's like for me as a child I missed out on a lot growing up For just not speaking up One of the things that I thought about um, I was actually thinking about the other day um, I am someone who has always been into The arts, inter- arts and entertainment industry um, Since I was a kid All I ever wanted to do was sing and dance And you know the whole thing But I was very shy and i was thinking about how i don't really have a lot of regrets in my life but my biggest regret is not speaking up about wanting to hone in on those talents because i really say this and i know it sounds a bit arrogant to say i literally could have been a child star i really believe that i because i i just had it I, I i just had it as a kid i really did and I would watch shows like you know Sesame Street and Barney and uh, what was a show on PBS called Uh, Zoom and you know I remember at the end of the credits it would be like you know you want to be a Zoom kid right into the and I remember thinking like man I would love if my mom would let me like you know right in the you know audition or whatever I always wanted to be a part of those kind of things when I was growing up that's like if you know if I was old enough I wasn't at the time because that was like very early 90s but like if the Mickey Mouse Club was around, you know, when I was at the proper age or whatever, I would have wanted to be a Mickey Mouse Kid Club, uh, Mickey Mouse Club kid. Um, I just was one of those kids. I really I really could have benefited from those type of things. And I think I really could have made it. Um, but no one knew that it wasn't like people could see that and go, oh, Nick, well, you should you should audition for that because you always the nobody really knew that, you know, even my people I lived in the house with you know because I kept it so sacred and so um that was that's my biggest regret in life because I I truly believe I could have really made some good money (laughs) even if I stopped it as an adult I really could have been um successful in working in entertainment as a kid um And, you know, but then sometimes I always say about regrets too. like sometimes you never. It's all about timing because also I was a very sensitive kid. And who knows, I would probably be somewhere walking backwards in the rain (laughs) now because I didn't have tough enough skin as a kid. I probably would be half crazy now because of all those things that you have to endure in that industry as a kid. So, you know, it might have been a good protection that I wasn't. But um but yeah, you know, I just think using your voice is very, very important, and I just think we have to really get to that, um, get to that more. I, I don't, I don't like to use the word envy, but I always, I guess, admired, admired um, people growing up who just spoke their mind all the time. My best friend, uh, well, I have a couple of best friends. My best friend Jory, Jory has been, he has spoke his mind since we were children. You know, and, you know, that comes with its own territory, its own kind of set of problems, too, because, you know, he has been over the years called obnoxious and, you know, or, or doing too much or too talkative as a kid and things like that. And I'm sure the list goes on and on and on. He could tell you more about that. But um, but he's always been consistent in using his voice. You know what I mean? And he's one of the more successful people people that I know and I believe that has a lot to do with that um I don't think I've ever told him that either but yeah that I think that that has a lot to do with that because he just simply spoke up you know um and so that's something that is is very important it's very important so yeah I challenge everyone to use your voice in whatever way you see fit this week um you know speak up get that promotion get that raise you know start talking about a cause that's important to you uh you know confront somebody or something that you need to to say you know set some boundaries whatever that I feel like we always keep going back to boundaries <laughs> into my life class but anyway um but boundaries are very important to me these days because you know us Virgos we don't really have any you know we just let folks just do whatever but anyway um yeah, but that's all I have for that. Um, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, yet another week. Of course, continue to support as much as you can, you know, continue to, you know, share and rate and, you know, pass it along to a buddy and all that good stuff. I'm about to get into these good old wings from B-Dubs. Uh, I've been so good. y'all. I've been cooking. I've been trying to make, because I love to cook, but I've been trying to really get back into the habit of cooking most of my meals because I'm trying to lose a little bit of this belly fat. Um, and um, it's been working, but, you know, you got to you gotta slide into You know, I live by the 80-20 rule. Um, I'm trying to get more back into that because I've been totally out of whack with that. Um, but, yeah, this is the first time I've had I'm eating out in – couple of weeks i think which is a good which is that means a lot for me (laughs) so uh but yes i'm about to get into these good old wings um so again i love y'all so much for listening until next time cheers